Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Yoda's B, I think, is the sportive. We're here at Legends. Start <laughs> uh, with confidence. Yeah. I like it. We're trying a new recording mechanism, so apologies in advance. We're here at Legends, which I don't think is owned by a Nazi. Or, don't uh, think so. I don't uh, think so. No, I haven't heard it. No. Uh, so I think well owns According to Wednesday, August 30th, it's still <laughs> probably not owned by a Nazi. So well, yeah, I think uh, Wally Industries out of Moorhead owns yeah. this one, and yeah. they're, <laughs> as far as we know, they're okay. Yeah. Uh, um, no, I'll take a Saga, please. Yeah. I'd like a Nordis, please. I'm good with water for right now. Thank you. So that was a Legends waitress. That was a Legends uh, waitress. You know, people on the Gleeman and the Geek podcast always love it when the waitress stops by or whatever. Yeah. So I assume that they're also going to love us ordering beer yeah. and turning down menus. Do you think we're going to be on K-Fan soon because of this? I assume. I think we better. I mean. Probably. Yeah. Still have a radio Thanks. show there soon. I really don't think Drive that's going to happen. Drive time. Yeah, that's... <laughs> me and Barrero will yep. swap out there. That'll happen. It would be good if you guys were. I would love that, because I feel like you guys could argue a lot, but, like, in probably a <sighs> decent-natured way. <sighs> I feel like Barrero would just Maybe tune you up after a while. Yeah, I'd, After I'd, a while, you'd just absolutely lose your mind and you'd swear on live radio. It's good. Mm-hmm. That'd be good radio. It, yeah. it would be good radio, but yeah, I wouldn't be allowed back on, so that's true. Anyway, we're missing Clarence. It's me. We're always Raymond. missing Clarence. That's Stu. He's at a hockey rink. He is at a hockey rink. We know where he is. Yep. So, yep. so he's we're not, not missing him. Yeah, he's not, not he's, literally missing him. He's not him. ditching us. We know where he's at. We know exactly where he is. Clarence. I know. He'll get mad. He'll get paranoid, yeah. You don't know where I am. We're. I didn't see his Twitter hiatus coming. Especially not from a non-Twitter subject. Right. An article in the newspaper made him quit a social media site. That's uh, that's goofy, man. That's, that's a weird thing to have happen. Right. <laughs> okay, do you want to get to subject one of the day? Sure. Subject one is probably the twins, isn't it? Subject one is the twins, and uh, most specifically Byron Buxton. And what I wanted to talk about is, regular listeners probably know the, the drill here with with uh, our history with Byron, but um, new listeners, which I think we've get, we get a lot of new listeners, yeah. you know, that's a, that's yeah. a big thing for us. Um, Constant growth, that's what this podcast is all about. So here's the history of, of Byron Buxton for us. I um, saw that he was drafted and saw him go to Target Field the first Whenever he first got drafted, he immediately went to Target Field and started taking batting practice. I saw, like, this guy swing. He's amazing. He's a natural. So I was, like, easily the first guy on board. Uh, Nerdist is there. Saga's here. Thank you. So I was the first guy on board, just totally into Byron Buxton, right? Everybody knows that. I'm on record. I was number one in love with him. And then so what happened after that was this year when we were doing Bros and Turds, Stu made uh, for sure the hottest take in the history of the podcast. (laughs) Said that he was going to be top ten voting 
uh, MVP. Now, I, as the number one lover of Byron, just sort of kept my mouth shut, but John came out pretty hard and said, I don't know, some pretty derogatory things to both awful you things. and Byron. Awful you know, here's the thing. Awful things. Thing about your really, Brandon. really awful. I wasn't we, actually on that episode the, of the podcast. So well, we had to edit you, you out. Me. I mean, yeah. you remember you he was... You're he, filth. He was there, and we used that You're filth and you're flarn. Filth and flarn. We had to edit him out, so I don't... Yeah, How I do think you? you're... I think... I agree with you, John. We edited out your entire appearance. It took right. me... I had to take the day off of work the next day to edit you out, so I just... So now, okay, so then we were all making fun of Stu for the majority of the year because Byron was, we were, we were jokingly doing a top, you know, where, where is he at with the MVP voting? He was in the, like, four hundred. I like you say, you were saying we were doing this. This is we now. Yeah, fact, this was all we. we. This is just we. And though I loved him, I thought it was a pretty funny bit, so he kept going. He's, you know, he's 450. Yeah, he's 420. He struck out 42 times in his first 50 at the year. It was a bad start. <laughs> it was a terrible start. Great. It was not a good start. Not a good start. Um... And now, all of a sudden, he has been raking the shit out of the ball, and he's easily in double digits in the MVP voting. He, like, went from 500 to, mm-hmm. like, wherever he's at now he is definitely in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. So I think, we, I just wanted to leave room for the floor for John now to apologize to Stu and me. Okay. To me well, to me and then Stu. Quote our dear departed friend Clarence, <laughs> I ain't apologizing <laughs> for anything. <laughs> Number one, because I didn't say anything. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Seems like you did. Or was it Dave? That might have been Dave. It could have been Dave. I'd like to take this opportunity to be on the, the evil to be on record that I hate both of you. Oh, yes. <laughs> we took I you away you from your, your beautiful so daughter to yell at you <laughs> about Byron Buxton. <laughs> to, to ascribe opinions that you don't hold about Byron Buxton. <laughs> about a man you to love. You. <laughs> yes. I'm really sorry about that. Yeah. Let's, Stu, would you like to talk a little bit about how, how amazing Byron Buxton is? You've wa- been is watching Byron, more than us. Um, it's been. God crazy i mean he's i mean he's the best center fielder in baseball yes defensively i mean i don't even think that's is there even an argument that anyone else is better i happen to stumble across a post from an atlanta braves blog today and they gross yeah Yeah. it's not a good place and they were trying to make some hackneyed case that ender inciarte was the best Defensive center fielder in baseball using I've terrible stats. Not heard of this person. Who is this? Not even a real person. Not a and person. I, I don't like to comment on the internet very much, but I almost was. I had to physically stop myself from like scrolling down to the comments section and you know just yeah. firing off all caps, bad spelling, <laughs> you know, RZR, yeah, stats, no. just cherry pick stats of my own. Yeah, just furious mm-hmm. on behalf of our boy Byron. But then luckily I managed to stop myself Good for you. because you know that's a whole nobody. As we all well know from long experience on the internet. Once you start, you yep. can't, can't stop. No. And we met on the comment section, all of us. We did. Yes, so we did. it's not like that's a, a new terrain for any of us. Yeah. Well-worn terrain We're for you. Experts, and we know exactly how bad it can be. Yeah, yeah. You Boy, start it in is, the comment section, and then pretty super soon you're on episode 230-something of the podcast. Oh, man. Oh, man. Remember when Randball's articles got on the front page of StarTribune.com? Yeah. And instead of 11 comments, which is mostly us, there was all of a sudden like... 211 comments. comments. And we had to write to each other on, in the comments and be like, I'll see you in the next post, guys. Yes. I'm out of here. This we, is crazy. The only way we knew There's so many weirdos here. <laughs> Why are they all mentioning Hitler? Guys, I'm drowning. <laughs> and they invented Twitter, and I was like, well, this will never, I've never yeah. take. Uh, yeah. Who cares about... 
300 or what is, what is that even? Yeah, that was... And now nobody comments on it. How long did it take you from signing up for Twitter to being pretty obsessed with Twitter? I think it was more or less immediate. It's a very good... It's a very good drug. Yeah, it's it yeah, it's, it's, it's dopamine. Really It'll just get you right in. And then you know, you know, I was within one day. I signed up because I uh, was unemployed, and I was like, "Oh, I heard a couple people talking about this." And like within ten minutes, I was like, "Oh, eleven new posts. Oh, right. seventeen. New, ooh, twenty. Oh my god. Oh my god. Refresh, 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 refresh." And, refresh. and I, I have mean, not stopped now in nine years. This is also at the time, like, at the time I was writing for Twinkytown.com, which Stu now owns and runs and clubs or whatever Stu does with Twinkytown. Stewtown.com. And I, I distinctly remember, you know, I would publish something. And then I would I would say that I probably checked the page or went to the site or refreshed the page about every two minutes for the rest of the day yeah. in case somebody clicked the little like button. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you got more oh, than about two so likes, it was just it was wonderful. And then Twitter was just a constant fire hose. Oh, yeah. I mean, not for me personally. I rarely get the likes, but like Stu, the constant fire hose of likes. Yeah. Is just. Sometimes I click on a stew tweet and he's got like 159 likes or something like that. Just a regular stew tweet. Can't imagine. I can't imagine how much. You must feel very good about yourself. No, it's just the worst. It's entirely the worst. (laughs) It's the worst. Nobody. Um, Can we get back to Buxton? Yeah. No, I want to talk about your feelings more. No. Um, Byron Buxton in the last month has been what I remember Kirby Puckett to be in his prime. Just... I sort of had a sense... With better defense. Right. I mean, he's just astonishing at defense. And now he's an offensive... I mean, he's batting third tonight. And he was batting fifth last night and basically won the game for him. And it's... Although the whole lineup thing is devalued. It's so weird. Because Jorge Polanco's hitting fourth tonight. I know. (laughs) So... Maybe we're not. Yeah, I know. It's, it's no, no, the whole lineup thing. I mean, obviously with Sano being out, it's weird. But it's, uh, I don't know, man. I I haven't seen a Twins player like this in forever. I think you're right about Kirby, though, because he's the only guy that I can remember of, is it worth the price just to, like, if you looked at how many games, especially the last, let's say, 50 to 75 games, mm-hmm. almost every game you went to, if you're like, I just want to see Byron do something awesome tonight, yeah. almost every game there's something happening. Even if he goes over four, he's making a nice play, he's yep. whatever. Well, the like, Sano is amazing, but there's for sure a time, all the time, when it's like two strikeouts and two walks. He yeah. didn't hardly swing the bat, never made contact. And know. both Sano and Buxton are that way now. I mean, the whole season they've sort of been with Yeah. At Buxton at the start, he was like, please don't let him strike out. i got to watch. i got to just pull for him yeah. just so he doesn't strike out again. But now it's both of them are like, well, Buxton and Sonora are coming up. So yeah. You wanted him to get to one ball. I'm not you just wanted him to, just don't be a three strike. You know, just, oh, and just, yeah, just yeah. take gonna, one pitch. I'm not going to look away from this. How much, yeah, I want to see if you guys made this connection too. Buxton's three homer game, mm-hmm. the first thought I had was, well, this is like Kirby Puckett's six hit game in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. This is like the moment. It was a Sunday. It was a late summer Sunday. Milwaukee wasn't involved this time. Yeah. But it, was, it, it was not. Not that's not the wrong comparison to make. It was. Yeah. It was, was I there. The one that, that popped into no, my mind? No, yeah. it was okay. It seems it was very. It was early reminiscent of it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not like you thought that this was a fluke by any means, but three homer days are not fluke. 
experiences. Right. Mm -hmm. Cycles, but, maybe. You know, something weird like that. But. To talk about Twitter, the other important thing was that I knew that I would go onto the Twitter and I'd have a tweet from Stu yep. suggesting that I not made to you. fun of it. Not yeah. to you. And so... <laughs> not just to the podcast, not yeah, to you personally. Podcast, but, and so, but you. The haters at large. The Twitter is that it manages to also ruin your joy. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we got a home run, I think? Yeah. It has been a tough deal with uh, oh, sorry. Ooh, Rosario. Rosario yeah. Yeah. I'm still... I don't know what to... I don't watch enough... I don't watch enough of the Twins, and it's a it's a huge bummer right now being so busy because I know that Rosario is having a great season because I see it he is, in the yeah. numbers. I mean, if, if, I if not for Buxton, that would be who we'd be talking about right yeah. now. Yeah. Is that he has turned his entire career around in the last two Over months. Over 800 OPS, right? Yeah, and just, just I mean, look at that. Look, okay, bomb. that was a home run. Where that pitch was located, and obviously you're not watching the game with us right now, <laughs> but that was right? out of the strike zone, <laughs> on the outside, up and, uh, up and away, out of the strike zone, and he just took it. The old tennis backhand. We call it an op. We call it an oppo dong in the biz. Oppo dong, yep. And uh, yeah, so yeah, it's his 19th home run of the year, and. Yeah, Eddie Rosario has basically resurrected his entire career in the last two months, and we'd be talking about that if Byron Buxton didn't look like an absolute superstar. Rosario is so weird because he had he started out with an amazing like three month hot streak. Yep. yep. And then the whole next season he was terrible. Yep. And then for like the first two months of this season he was also terrible. terrible. Yep. And now he's amazing again. So and he'll just be one of those three. And you do have to want I mean Jorge Polanco, who we mentioned earlier, um, was in the lineup all year being just Dog shit. Yep. Terrible. Just One the, of worst. the worst. Every day yeah, day. literally, just like in why three hundred slugging until yeah. August. Yeah, and something? I mean, we're like, oh, why? Why At is he in a Royals lineup? Let's put it down. Yeah. Why is he still in the lineup? And I mean, he just. I mean, you have to wonder. If there's something to be said for just having guys in there taking pitches for a whole season just to see if they can actually do it. And the Twins have the luxury of doing that because nobody thought they were going to do anything this year. Right. And all of a sudden, thanks to the second wild card, you know. <laughs> the second wild card is such a great thing. It's such a crapshoot. Yeah. There's like seven 500 teams in the I mean, yeah, it is, it is. I mean. We got a chance. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, yeah, there's, it, it is seven, right? There are seven guys within, or seven teams within like three or four games of each other. The Mariners make a trade every day for a even for another worse starting, right-handed yeah. starting pitcher. They got they Mike Leak today, right? I think. <laughs> they did. They, they might get Tony Fiore tomorrow. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, and wouldn't, I mean, it's a one. You basically have to get a one-game road playoff game, and. But we know. I mean, if anybody knows the agony and the ecstasy of Game One Sixty Three, is like one game playoff. Yeah. The Twins fans. Yes. Having gone through it a couple. Times yeah, they've been through the worst and the best. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they so. went. I mean, <laughs> they got the best game in Nick Blackburn's life, and they lost. Yep. And then they got Bobby Keppel's only career victory, and their win. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I have a memory, and if Hans is listening, I'd like him to fact check this. Uh -huh. I have a memory of Bobby Keppel driving in the game-winning run in a game earlier that year because the Twins played Redmond and catcher and Maurer at DH, and then Redmond got hurt. And yeah, that it was an and right. it was an American League game. Yeah, it was an American League. Really, game. something weird. God. And so they lost their DH. And Matt Barnes was struck out a couple times, and then Keppel <laughs> got a single to left and won the game or something. <laughs> That's my memory. I don't know if that's right or not, but do you want to be corrected on this? Or is I would this like one of those to be corrected. Oh, okay. This is one of those sometimes things. you just want to like. I want to believe this. No, you want to believe this one? I'd actually like the fact. Oh, all right. In a in a departure for this sport of podcast. Yeah, I'd usually like the facts. Yeah, the facts on this one. So Hans, get through that. Ran into Hans at the Dairy Queen the other day. It was good to see him. Oh, nice. What a guy. 
Uh, they have what the youngest lineup? Youngest starting lineup. Yep. Oh man, I gotta ask, how's this gonna go wrong? <laughs> how dare you, Ben? <laughs> I mean, I mean, how much? A couple people are gonna die. How like certain are you at this accident. point of the season with them winning tonight? They have a one and a half game lead in the wild card. How certain are you that this is all gonna end? with an incredibly painful loss in Yankee Stadium. Yeah, I'm envisioning like a 3-3 uh, three to three game, bottom eight, Aaron I'm, Judge I'm, hits one no. 750 feet. I'm, I'm envisioning them with the lead and Matt Belisle trying to hold yeah. it in the ninth inning. <laughs> I mean, can you even... In the, oh, my God. Oh literally, God. like the Yankees oh will call, call a baseball timeout saying, is this... Are we being pumped? No, no, no. This bring is, on Belisle for a 6 hour. He's throwing 79 mile per hour slap. <laughs> it's like, no, why? No, this is a joke. Right, oh, you, this can't be real. Judge hits one two thousand feet, then Dude, Jaime Garcia comes on to close it down. Uh, that's what's going to happen. I assume it is. that's what's going to And again, happen. I and I, mean, and I don't care. I, I, yeah, that'd be great. I would. That's to me. That's the that's the high end for this team. I'd be thrilled if they got into the playoff and lost. It's August 30th. Yeah. And we're watching this game. We're watching this game. Over here on this TV is a preseason football game that, that nobody cares nobody about. Nobody cares about, yeah. And we're not watching Garbage. that. Usually we'd be watching that. It shouldn't be allowed to happen. No. Preseason football? Yeah. Or they should have to play without helmets. Yeah. And, like, just Flags. to wrap up. It's just nothing but rules experiments. Something that you can still work on your plays <laughs> and all that shit. But, like, we're not, uh, not going to be... Headbutting each other, right? Something. No blocking, no tackling. Two hand touch. A little oh. bit of blocking, a little bit of you know, yeah. pushing a little bit. Yeah, was used to call it thud in high school. Thud? Thud. I didn't know this. You just hit and stop. You're not going to drive a guy to the ground. Yeah. You're just you're you're stepping off the line, right? And you're hitting each other, and you're you're not really even hitting each other. You're just touching each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And stop. I feel like there should be preseason should just be like. All you're doing as a tackler is stopping forward momentum. And once that's stopped, then it's down. Then we blow the whistle. That's probably a good rule overall. Yeah. It'd be fun because then you'd be like trying out to see if this could be like a feasible. There does, there does at some point have to be a rule change in football that you have to wrap your arms when you're tackling. That has to change. Because 98% of the terrible head injuries are because a safety or a linebacker yeah. is launching himself at mm-hmm. a wide receiver. Yeah. It shouldn't be allowed. You, just, you, you, have, tackle. To, you, you have, have to have sensors tackle. on your you gloves of like two-hand touch and forward progress stuff. Yeah, just and then it's going to be all subjective, and then people will be like, I don't really understand this anymore, and then it will get canceled, and we'll all be better off. Yeah, we'll all be happier. Yeah. <laughs> so many people. Everyone will be watching the NBA. It'll be awesome. Yeah, they'll all, they'll all just start playing soccer. Or Here's the thing. It'll be better. The NBA is awesome. Soccer is awesome. Why not? Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm for sure of the four of us the one that cares about football the least. Right. I kind of would miss some of the uh, some of it. I'd be super happy if they just canceled football from now on, but I'd want to like start up a new similar league, a flag football league. I'm uh, I'm the nightmare of like old school old men. Kids are pussies these days. They're talking about me. That's what they're talking about. I think. <laughs> It would be interesting. We talked on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember whether it was the last one or not. About how, I think it was your theory, Brandon, that you thought that people get so exercised about the Vikings 
because football is a violent sport. Yeah. And so they get more keyed up about it. Yeah. And so I think it would be interesting if you took some of that away in, whether people would still be keyed up about it. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, there's certainly, you watch a boxing match, you watch an MMA match or whatever, you naturally just get keyed up. There's that jolt of excitement. Your emotions are heightened in yeah. a weird, like adrenaline is pulsing through you in a weird way that you're it's not happening in baseball even right. in the playoffs right baseball is like tension but football is like violence running through aggression, yeah, T- aggression. tension versus aggression yep yeah. yep so I don't know what would happen speaking of boxing did either of you guys watch Mayweather and McGregor nope I did oh you did yep was uh, it as for, terrible as people said? Um, wasn't that bad. I mean, they're two terrible human beings trying to beat the shit out of each other. I mean, kind of can't lose in that. No, way. no. Was, you know, in that respect, it was fun, and you know, had a whole bunch of you know people like happy for McGregor for just doing a good job and you know not failing miserably for whatever it was. I mean, he, it was a better fight than I think everyone thought it was going to be, but, you know, That's know. what Mayweather's always like, right? Yeah, I mean, he, he likes everyone be- a good fight. Yep. What a I mean, nice he- guy. So I'm going to beat you, but, you know, <laughs> just want to get some exercise. Yeah, but we might Sorry, as well go 10 rounds with this. Yeah, whatever. I mean, we came all this way, and we might as well just yeah, fight. It'd be, it'd, be, it'd be uncouth right. for me to host you yeah. in my ring. In the first and, round. Yeah, so what Give I'm going to do is I'm going to let you sort of punch me for yeah. about three rounds. Yeah. Never but, really get a shot. Yeah, you know? I, like Barely you know, I, th- I think McGregor actually did get I mean, more than uh, Pacquiao got in the last fight. I mean, he actually connected on a couple of punches. That's I mean. pretty impressive, though, because I thought Pacquiao was supposed to be better than McGregor. Pacquiao's older, though. Yeah, he's oh. like 55 oh, right. yeah, and then, yeah, Mayweather's 40 <laughs> and McGregor's 29, so I think that's... Uh, yeah, those, are, we, those we, are 11 important years. We can talk to you about age here in a bit, but, I mean, it was... I mean. McGregor definitely was a little more spry. I mean, it was more of a technical uh, defeat by uh, Mayweather than anything else. It's just he knows how to box, and McGregor's just an Irish guy who kicks. Yeah, which is <laughs> which is not unfamiliar in certain circles. Around Are you here, a big boxer fan? No, boxing. Fan? No, it's a, I, or I'm boxer a, fan. I'm a, boxer I'm a, fan. I dabble. Do you like that uh, I, that album from the National? I do. It's a, I think it's their best album. Yeah, I wanted to talk about the. Yeah, uh, yeah, finally, yeah, finally, finally, Dad's talking about the national. That never happens. Um, but no, yeah, God, the whitest. Uh, no. So we're gonna cover the national, and then we're gonna go to Austin, Texas. Yes, um, that's our next yeah, stop. yeah. The last uh, two fights I watched were both uh, Floyd Mayweather fights. Uh, this one was at a uh, friend of the program, uh, CD12 Josh's place. Oh, Josh. And the Pacquiao guy. site. Uh, did you anything pickled at Josh's house? He did. Have, yeah, he had. He had but it, was, it was a good spread. It was a good spread. Um, and then the... Um, you just, pa- I mean, podcast listeners, if you ever get invited to Josh's house, go to Josh's house. Just, yes. You gotta, I've only been invited once, but it was amazing. Oh, I'm over. Okay, man. It's, you want to be invited. He pickles over. things and cans things and has so many bags of different types of chips. of chips that he has. An like insane plastic, amount of chips. Uh, plastic tubs in his garage. He does. It's, it's and he might genuinely be the nicest person I've ever met. I say that about a lot of people. You say that as being my vote for the nicest person I know. Yes. So he must be extra nice. Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's good people. And the so other. you watch Boxer. Yeah, watch yeah. Boxer. <laughs> you, um, he's you a watch, fan. Do you watch yep. Kicker and UFC? <laughs> I do not watch UFC. Not my thing. Yeah. Would it be? Would it like if you were at CD12 Josh's house and you had a nice, good bag of zips sitting out and oh, God, he's like, "Hey, order the fight," and it was one of the kicker fights. Would you watch it? 
Sure. Okay. So yeah. you're not like opposed to seeing someone like choke another dude out. Yeah, I, I don't. TV, yeah, I don't. I mean, it's not. It's definitely it. not my thing. But I don't have like the moral objection that would cause me to leave the room if right. it were on. So, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's not. Again, it's. I don't go out of my way, but you know, it's a good time to hang out with friends. It's basically my right. my whole. Uh, that's my stance. Yeah, so. that's a good stance. As yeah. an old person, nightmare. As as I mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, I don't I don't think I could watch a UFC fight. I, Not even if it was at Josh's house <laughs> and that pickle thing. I feel like I would just sit in the chair that you can't see the TV and just eat yeah. You could you could hung out in the kitchen. That's where the food was, and then in the main room was where the TV yeah, was. Yeah, I'd so. be that guy. Uh, no, I don't know. Maybe I could do it. It just does, it just seems like that is so much more brutal. Just from clips. It's, Oh, it's very brutal. Yeah, I mean, I've I think I've watched maybe half of one fight in my life, right? And it's just, I mean, yeah, it's vicious. It is. It is. And I know that I know, and I know how boxing is vicious too. I saw Dooku Kim die on Wide World of Sports. I mean, it's. I know the boxing still feels a little less brutal to watch boxing. Yeah, exactly. They're wearing gloves, so it seems like it's less, you know. Okay, but I'll put gloves on if yeah, you put gloves on. Exactly. Then and then there'll be a guy who gets between us. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. podcast has such a nice spread where you're talking about being an old person's nightmare, Brandon. And, I'm, and Stu's talking about wide world of sports. I know. Yeah. Like, it's like the two uh, ends of the sports spectrum. I just yeah. Stu's all about wide world of sports and sports mm-hmm. illustration. Sure, I know what that is. Uh, Ray Boom Boom Mancini is hey, the one who killed Dooku Kim, in case you're wondering. He killed him right in the ring? Right in the right ring, in the ring. yep. So. Just like with one crazy punch? Uh, I think it was a, a flurry of punches. And he died in the ring, or he like took well, him I mean, off? Um, I think he was he was not pronounced dead outside of the ring. It's been a thousand years, but I think they like took him from the ring and a nice strikeout. Sorry. Final question on yes. this subject: What was the person's name who died? Dooku Kim. Dooku Kim. D u k k o o k i m. That's a pretty awesome name. Yeah, that's a lot of names. It's way better than our names. Well, yeah. Dooku Kim. For yeah. white guys from Minnesota, our names oh. are not going to be that great. Yeah, there's only. Very- it was just a yeah, yeah. It's a low ceiling. Yep. It is. Um, right. Do you want to move on to go for football? Yeah, hell yeah. I'd love to talk. About okay. Football. Well, I mean, I I've got nothing to add to it, so I'm yeah. gonna, I think we can go to John here. Uh, John, when's the season opener? The season opener is tomorrow night. We're recording on a Wednesday night. Wednesday, okay. August thirtieth. Thursday night. They're playing Buffalo. And right. this is at here, here or at Buffalo? No, they're here. Okay. They don't have any sort of like this. They just like the games count immediately. Right. This is not an exhibition. This is not one of our football friendlies. It's not a friendly. Mm, that not we a friendly. always talk about. Um, I knew that. I just wanted you to say the word friendly to to anger Clarence. <laughs> That's always good. Because um, Clarence as, is a big part of this podcast. Yeah. He's on a Twitter hiatus, and he doesn't show up to here, but we we can confirm he is alive. Yes. And I'm almost positive he'll listen to this at some point. I talked point. to him last night. He's still yep, alive. Yep, I texted with him last night as well. Um... I am going to have one of my kids uh, send him a text and ask him what um, Brad Childress's playoff record is versus Mike Zimmer's, <laughs> and to see what he does from a random phone number, no just to see how he responds. Oh my God, that's that a great is, idea. That is it great. really is. Just to see what happens. In fact, you know, we might have to just like put his phone number out there and just let all the podcasts. Like <laughs> we might. We <laughs> might have to. Just to replicate Twitter in his text message. This is, I'm I'm on board. I have many friends with phones who are plenty willing to troll on my behalf, or just give me their phone so I can troll them. Right. Cool. The fallout will basically be like Rambo: First Blood Part Two. It'll, it's just him, just on a rampage, and Richard Crenna trying to tell everyone, you know. 
that you, you just need to be more afraid. Close circuit to any of our personal friends who are listening, if you would like to troll Clarence in this manner, uh, just invite us out, one of the three of us out for beers. Mm-hmm. If you pay for one beer, we will divulge his phone number for a temp- on a temporary basis. Yep. Yep. You can't save it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you control him with us. Yes. We'll delete it afterwards. Exactly. Poor Clarence. He is so we're mad. We're come back on the edit the full thing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Edit yeah, all we'll, edit we'll fix it in post. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, we'll fix all So is Buffalo any good? No. I mean, it's Buffalo. Yeah. It's the University of Buffalo, I think. It might be Buffalo College. I don't think it's Buffalo College. It's, no. in, it's in Buffalo, New York, right? I think so. Okay. I assume this isn't like Oakland, which is in Detroit. No, okay. I don't think it's Oakland, Detroit. Okay. Buffalo. I, I mean, or Indiana, I Pennsylvania. That the Gopher, I mean, there's a new coach. They're mm-hmm. a little bit thin. They're there's a new coach? They're capable of losing to Buffalo. Okay. We know from long experience with Gopher football that yeah. nothing is ever taken for granted. Who did the Gophers? The Gophers lost some pretty decent dudes, right? Well, Vikings quarterback Mitch Leitner, obviously, future of the Vikings. They're a little bit thin in a number, but a couple defensive guys too. I thought were pretty awesome. They had a couple of good defensive backs that they lost. Right, right. They're trying to replace a number of guys. They they went through spring practice without enough offensive linemen to field the team because they're all hurt. So they're breaking in a number of a number of new guys and. Nobody really knows what we're going to see in terms of the coaching or the setup, just in terms of Fleck being new. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can sort of look back at Western Michigan a little bit and get some idea of what they're likely to do because they have the same offensive coordinator that Fleck had at Western Michigan. He brought the same guy with him? He brought the same guy with him. Did he bring, who, how many guys did he bring with him? I think he probably, well, I don't know the exact number. My my gut feeling is that it was four or five. They have a uh, different defensive coordinator than he had last year. They had a guy named Rob Smith who last was seen getting fired by Brett Bielema at Arkansas <laughs> Whoops. for being terrible. For some reason, they had Arkansas had a great defensive season, and everyone was like, Rob Smith's amazing. And then they had a couple of really good tackles that graduated, and the next year their defense was terrible, and then the year after that their defense was even worse, and now Rob Smith is at Minnesota instead of coaching in the SEC. So. Oh, poor Rob. He can't we have Rob. Rob. Trying to rehabilitate his um, do, do, So assuming they win, do they have any other... Are there any mountains to overcome as far as their uh, pre-Big Ten schedule? No, they've got they've got Buffalo, and then they've got Oregon State, who's terrible. Are they supposed to beat Buffalo by a lot? They're supposed to be... I think they're probably going to be by 20, 24. Oh, Jesus. Like okay. All right. So they've got Buffalo, then they're at Oregon State, which sounds hard because Oregon State's a Pac-12 team, but they're not... Beavers? Them. Yes. Gotcha. The and they Oregon have like a, State their stadium is like the re, like the cheap burrito stadium, like Reezer's burritos. Have you seen the? I think no. that's right, yeah, yeah, there's like those four for a dollar burritos. Oh. That they're the ones who sponsor <laughs> Oregon State's football stadium. Oh man, it's good to be uh, purveyors of twenty five oh, cent burritos. The, the, the Beeve has. Uh, they probably like throw burritos at players and stuff because <laughs> and, are, are, and are we going to the Beeve? Is the Beeve coming? We're to us? going to the Beeve. But going to the Beeve. They they opened their season last week for some reason by getting absolutely slaughtered to Colorado State. And I wouldn't say Colorado State is a national powerhouse, so we should probably win that game. What, the Gophers did that last year? No, no, no. Oregon State lost to Colorado State last week. Oh, last week. There have been a couple games so far. 
So they should be able to do that. Then they have Middle Tennessee State at home, which sounds like a cakewalk. But is that the team that beat us bas- yes, our basketball team? That is the team oh, a little revenge game. Over the basketball. No, a revenge Middle game. Tennessee State is not bad. We call it a, we call it a payback game. The they sound Ooh, bad, but they're not bad. Better. And then, I mean, after that, they, their Big Ten schedule is reasonably easy because the Big Ten West is down this year. Yeah. So they have to play Wisconsin and they have to play Iowa, of course, and those will be somewhat difficult. But I think I think their opponents from the East are Maryland and Purdue and Illinois. Saga? Saga. Yeah. And Illinois is terrible. Purdue is terrible. Maryland should be better, but they're still not a powerhouse. So if you go down the schedule, you think, well, they should win at least six games and probably seven of their first eight. But again, it's the Gophers. (laughs) But a reasonable point of view would be at some point they could potentially be seven and one. Well, Dave's cool. prediction. Dave is, well, this Dave, is my brother. Evil Dave. Day again, Dave. Evil Dave. I love to death. I talked, Nicest guy earlier, in the world. No. I talked earlier today with Dave to get you know his insight. And sure. his, his prediction is that they'll be 6-6 six and six in the stupidest way possible. Like, they'll lose to Buffalo. <laughs> the they'll lose to Middle Tennessee State. That's always they'll the beat prediction. They'll by four touchdowns. They'll beat Wisconsin by three touchdowns. Yeah. Yep. Just an absolute up and down yep. crazy Makes season. Sense. What it, does, does Evil Dave any, have any predictions on how long PJ will be a coach? No, here? I think I think Dave is firmly in the let's just enjoy what's happening. Camp. Sure. What do you getting, think? Every day I get texts from him with the guy throwing a boat emoji and football emoji. What do you, he's so excited about PJ. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think Vegas, uh, if they had to set a line on over under years of him coaching? It would be seven and a half. Seven and a half, seven really? And a half I mean, wins are okay. He was four. you were going with years. He was going to yeah. coach. Oh, sorry, was gonna call. so oh, Vegas okay. would do seven and a half. Two and a half. Vegas was going to set two and a half. And years, PJ's in town. Three and a half. Really? Three and a half. Because you think this year's for sure. This the next two years for sure. Of like, you're not going anywhere in the first two years. It's crazy. Uh, and then after that, Western Michigan. So if they're amazing, which I don't necessarily think they will be. There have been good coaches who've come to Minnesota and not done that. Yet. Yeah. If he's amazing, they'll be gone in three probably. Yep. If they struggle, he probably will be here before and then get fired. So. So you see, like it's going to be three years or four years. There's well, no future that you can see. Well, I mean, there's obviously. I think like from nine years or whatever. Just being like, hey, we got a good program. We're uh, we're the new Wisconsin. I wanted to be this. And I'm I'm hunkering down. You think he's just like, no, fuck this. I don't. I the mean, next job is when I'll settle down. Like he's like Patino. I've seen the character that PJ Fleck plays on TV. Yeah. I don't know what he's really like, but the sense I get from you know the the NFL making the NFL with no right to make the NFL, going to Northern Illinois and working his way up to the NFL. It's fairly clear that he just he loves a challenge. Uh-huh. Like he wants to do better than anybody thinks he can do. He's that kind of guy. And so if the Gophers are amazing for a couple years and then somebody in the SEC, you know, Tennessee comes calling in the SEC or Florida or, you know, whatever. I don't think he's going to be like, you know, I just really want to stay at Minnesota and establish yeah. a multi-decade legacy. That's it. That's the mountaintop, and he's going to be 42 or something at that point. Huh. So, that's, I mean, and there's... Call to see again? 
37? Okay, I thought, yeah, he's around, around our age. Yeah. Millennial. Yeah, in his 30s. Alright. Jeez. So, Young. there's no point. I know that Gopher fans like to look at this and be like, well, I've heard of this guy. So there's no way he's going to stay around. So I'm not going to... The one thing I'm not going to do is enjoy it while it's happening because I'm afraid of it. Yeah. It's going to end at some point. It'll end badly or it'll end well, but it's going to end. Just enjoy it. He's well, a crazy person. It's fun. Enjoy it. We're going through the same thing with uh, Patino in basketball, right. where it's like, what we need to hope happens is the Gonzaga model of like... Who's the guy? He actually came over here. Munson, right? Yeah. Munson turned them into somebody. Correct. And they were nothing before that. Right. And then he leaves, and everyone's like, oh, well, then Gonzaga is just going to be terrible now. But they're... Because their guy. Yeah. And then the next guy actually made them better. Mark and now they're just... Then they were like a national powerhouse instead of just like a crazy story. So that's yeah. what we need to happen in both basketball and football right. is the Gonzaga story. There's probably other schools, too, but that's the first one that comes to mind of like complete afterthought uh, of, a, of a school, so I don't know. Do you have a statement about that by your bucks in that man? Not really. <laughs> what happened? He just struck out with the bases. Struck out on three pitches, the base is loaded. Uh, That's okay. He's pressing. Yeah. He's, he's pressing. That's okay. Well, so, nobody said he was perfect. Well, I did, but, you know, that's... Well, I said it before you. No, not really. Not really. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> Um, so, are you looking forward to these guys, the Gophers, like, how, compared to last year? More or less? I'm more. More, I, just because I mean, PJ is such a... I thought Tracy Clays was a terrible coach, so... Yeah. But they went 9-4. and four. There's, no. there's no discounting that he won 9 games. Yeah, and he's unemployed now, right? Yeah, he's unemployed. unemployed. Right, not bets for the strip. He's trying, he's trying to write op-eds to get back. Yeah. I was just... <laughs> What do you was, think his uh, next move is going to be? It had been a while. Oh, sorry. I did, I, it had been a while since I had been furious at a gopher coach. Yeah. But then he wrote this op-ed where he put in the stand, well, uh, we won nine games for only the second time since 1905 or something like that. In the history of gopher football, we were pretty proud of that. Well, they played 13 games. Right. Bernie mm-hmm. Beerman won eight games a couple of times, but he also lost no games. Yep. <laughs> and it had been it had been since the Glenn Mason years, really. Well, Tim Bruce probably. That I had been angry enough to go and scroll through the list of all of the Gopher football results, like taking notes, like, all right, they won four games. All right, this was the 38th season in which they lost four games or something. Four. Did you do anything with this information? I tweeted it, and oh, good. you know, three people favorited it. <laughs> it was a worthwhile thing. Oh, uh, that's good. It was good. You gotta, you gotta give the effort, man. It's good outreach. It's good outreach. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. effort with no results. Where I'm at. Yeah. All right. That's my goal for football preview. They're gonna be, they're, they're thin on both sides of the ball. They need some linemen to step up. We're not quite, we're not quite sure what kind of offense they're gonna run, but it's got to be better than the offense they ran last year. They no longer have an actual moose at quarterback, but. They also don't know who's playing quarterback, so that'll be a big deal. So there are two quarterbacks right now? There are Con- two quarterbacks. Is my boy Connor Rhoda still on Your the team? Connor Rhoda's one of them. Connor Rhoda's one. What's the other guy's name? Uh, Demery Croft. Demery Croft. And Connor Rhoda. For sure two names. For sure two names that are real quarterbacks. That are human beings. Demery Croft is not a hyphenated last name. It's not Jim Demery Croft or anything like that. Both of them sound like mid-level, like... 
uh, carpet companies or something, Demi Croft Incorporated. <laughs> yeah, they're like across yep. the street from each other. <laughs> Do you have mesothelioma? <laughs> You're entitled to a cash settlement. Call Connor Rhoda. Connor Rhoda. Connor Rhoda team. Okay, so yeah. those are definitely two yeah. human beings that exist on planet Earth. Did you, are you rooting for one of them? Who should I root for? I'm not rooting for either one of them. Is one of them like a one of fast us? runner, another one's like a big arm guy, or, is, or are they both? They sound interchangeable as of now, which I, I should I, just let you know. The only thing I know about them are their names. Uh, yep. And I already forgot both of them, so I know nothing about like. <laughs> I'd like you to give us a scouting report based only on their names. Yeah. Go. Well, Connor Roderick seems like a guy who's probably from like Lakeville, Lakeville, or Connor. Nah, he's probably like from. Moundsview. <laughs> it sounds uh, right so far. Kind of a gamer. Decent body. Good arm. Knows how to win. Demry Croft. Like profile for a second. Demry Croft is for sure from like Blake, and uh, is like the richest kid on the planet. Drives the Land Rover. Uh, I, I'm basically just describing that young kid from. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Um, Friday Night Lights. Uh, tall, skinny. Landry? Great. No, the, the, the kid afterwards that was really oh. good. Lance Harper. Yes. Sure. Oh, no. J.D. McCoy. I just remembered his name. Demi Croft, yeah. So, Blake School, uh, 6'4", 175 pounds, good arm, kind of a glass jaw. How's that? I, uh, <laughs> works for me. I can't be wrong. No, me, you guys don't have any fucking idea what's yep. happening. Sure. <laughs> that makes sense to me, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's totally true. I should do more scouting reports of things you guys don't know about. <laughs> well, in this case, I'm rooting for Demery. No, I'm rooting for Connor. More of a, more of a uh, yeah yeah. I've always been a, a Rhoda, you know that I'm you big on Rhoda. Been a Rhoda for yeah. since Rhoda. the day we met. Yep. I've always, always, been a Rhoda. always said that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you want to talk about uh, the uh, Town Ball champions again? I think we should. Class A Town Ball champions for the 90th year in a row. For the, uh, right. the Minnetonka Millers are the. Uh, Class seventeen A, whatever they're class A, class A, um, and I believe you were the starting pitcher for the championship game. Uh, I was a starting pitcher. We won the game. 
Please don't ask any other details. Yep. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Um, our longtime listeners, so uh, Wade, will remember that at the start of the year, you were miserable. Yep. You you're, you were falling apart. Yep. Lisa. Um, not your Lisa, falling different Lisa. Apart, Lisa. Lisa, you're terrible. No, sorry. Um, that was from the movie The Room. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're tearing me apart, Lisa. Wife, right? I have no idea what's going on. Falling apart like Lisa. <laughs> what? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was watching the game and all what? of a sudden... Why did you say that? You're so nice. That was me. Now we have to fight outside because we're both in Minnesota. <laughs> but yeah, you were uh, falling apart. You had a terrible like start of the season. You like were in a nice bath like the entire month of May. Um, how did you turn it around, Brandon? Tell us about it. Yeah. Tell us a little about it. We were talking one time in the green room about uh, I don't even know who was all there was a couple weeks ago. Well, like. Uh, what are some things that you are realizing now, probably a little bit too late in life, that you wish you knew earlier? And the thing that I said immediately was the importance of like being in good shape. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I pitched well, because I was in good shape this year. That said, I was really bad in the championship. And here's the thing. Uh, first I'll tell you what happened, and then I'll tell you why uh, pitchers go insane as human beings. <laughs> so here's what happened. Uh, walk, hit batter, three-run home run. Oh, no. This is in six pitches. No way. Walk in five pitches. Hit batter was the sixth pitch. Uh, home run was the seventh pitch. So seven pitches, championship game, elimination game. Uh, down three, Broken bat single, broken bat single, air, line drive, cold. So, down 3 nothing immediately, bases loaded, single to score the fourth, and then I get pulled. With, I got zero outs in seven batters, and I threw 18 pitches. Uh, so that was really terrible. I would never... I mean, I got pulled because we had another guy who was really good who was ready to come in immediately if I had any trouble. So I wasn't, like, expecting to go all game or anything. Um, but it's uh, it makes you go crazy as a pitcher because you have way less to do. And this is maybe taking away some of the magic of baseball, I guess, to some people. But pitchers matter way less than we think that they matter in almost every situation. You can pick out Pedro or Kershaw, or whatever, these guys that are just dominant, crazy, whatever. But for the most part, almost every other guy is just like, did, did the guy hit it or not? I, I'm trying hard to make it hard for him to hit it, but for the most part, like I am at the mercy of the hitters. And it makes you go fucking insane, because you're out there on a mound, like literally elevated above everybody else, and you have way less to do with it than you think you do. And it sucks, because... Uh, I didn't pitch that poorly. I mean, I walked a guy and I hit a guy, but the one I hit was whatever. I'm not going to go into it, but uh, you missed by a couple inches here and there. You could easily have, you know, a, a hard ground ball instead of a broken bat, and you could double play and you're out of it, or someone make, doesn't make an error and you're out of it, whatever. But it's really uh, weird to watch baseball, and especially, you know, you see these pitchers who pitch a complete game or whatever, and they go, 
or you know, a pitching good game. Like, oh, you know, I only made, I only made the one mistake that the guy hit out. And it's like, no, you fucking liar. No, you didn't just make the one mistake. That's the <laughs> one that the guy hit out. But I watched the game. You made thirty mistakes. Right. There were thirty pitches. If I go back and look at the chart, they were right in the middle of the plate. You were just. Uh, uh, just saying that now because it's the only one that somebody hit out of the park but I don't know if that like ruins baseball for some people or they want to think that the pitcher has a ton of uh, thanks um, so I suck but it's also like why I sometimes go crazy because there are other games that I pitch terribly and the other team is even worse and then they're like, great game. And I'm like, oh, I didn't hit any spots. I sucked. I was really, really bad. No other sports, I don't think, or other positions are really like that. Maybe, I think a goalie, that goalies are crazy too. Right. Yes. There may be some of that too when like, oh, that goalie sucked today. You might be like, well, I was screened on three yeah. of the four goals. I or I didn't, didn't see the three goals. I, I didn't see it. And one was tipped. And what the fuck do you want me to? And yeah. like, they go nuts. And there's a reason uh, that the pitchers and the goalies are the two people most known as, like, I'd stay away from that guy if I were you. He has something wrong with him. Yeah, he's fucking insane. Part of it is that. Part of it is, like, man, man, I, you guys think I'm way more... And that maybe goalie's different. Because you guys always talk about, like, oh, Dubnik, he's so hot doing great right now or he's doing terribly and like he, nothing changes with who he is he's the same size he has the same mechanics he has the same whatever like maybe just sometimes they go in and sometimes they don't and we always describe this stuff of like well he's doing terribly lately it's like might be what as somebody who's actually a good uh, what are you thinking when this is happening like is there panic in your head or have you long ago learned to do tune that out and not think about it uh, there's panic well sometimes there's panic if I can't throw a strike or if my arm hurts really bad or whatever this time was just like holy shit is this actually happening like right. uh, and to me you now because like, right, yeah, like, I'm not even pitching that poorly like the guy the one that the guy hit out was not a great pitch but he hit a bomb it's, it was good job by that guy right. hit a bomb mm-hmm. uh, but now that I'm old, uh, all I really think about is I'm embarrassed because my family's watching. <laughs> and I feel like I'm wasting their time. <laughs> so when I was single... So it's just shame. It's nothing but shame. Out it's of more just... I just wanted to like step out there and be like, just guys, just... Go to Applebee's or something. Just go to just the go restaurant <laughs> and go have a you know it's go two for one apps at the bees. Yeah, they got apps. Go hang out at the bees. Uh, that's well, more what I NASCAR think about. is on. Leave Daddy here in his misery. The Winston Cup. And you know, it's 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 the good and the bad thing about family. I'm happy that they're there and they're nice and they're supportive. And I also feel like I'm 36 years old. Guys, go do something else. Because then I suck and I get a lot of like. <laughs> It's okay. It's whatever. I'm like, yeah, I know it's okay. I'm just bummed that you guys had to come out here and watch me be an idiot for a couple hours or whatever. But then we ended up winning, so it all worked out fine. But it was, uh, yeah, we were down, and the other guy came in, and there was a couple other things that happened. And we were down eight to nothing in the first inning, and we wow. won eleven to nine. It was, 
Did you drink beer out of a prosthetic leg this time? I did. I drank a lot of beer out of a out of a prosthetic leg. So you were allowed to celebrate with the team. <laughs> yeah, let me do. Okay, <laughs> I, I didn't know how hardcore they were. Yeah, so. I know. yeah no. I uh, it's a bummer. I had a, I had a really good fun season. Adult sports they're good. Yeah. They're more fun than I thought they'd be at this age. I thought I'd be like, oh, they're dumb. Cool. That's Even like dad ball on the weekends, you know, with our friends. Yeah. It's a really good time. How's your hand, by the way? It's better. See my my yes, thumbnail. I can see, yeah. my thumbnail. Jesus it's still God. on. It's Zach great. Floyd. It's only been three weeks. It's only been three weeks, and it's yeah. Zach Floyd destroyed Brandon's thumb. I don't know. I mean, Zach's not uh, an angry guy. He's not. <laughs> Uh, I think yeah, you said I the Queens of the Stone Age is their their best albums are behind them, and yeah, the new yeah. one really doesn't connect. And yeah. that just Zach went into yeah, a blind rage. They felt like they're getting a little desperate working with Bruno Mars, and yeah, like, Mark That's, Ronson, and then he just yeah, like, yeah he flipped it. It wasn't easy for him. Yeah, it was so. ugly. It was really ugly. Yeah. Are you willing to announce on the podcast whether you're coming back for another season next year? Oh, I'm still got to talk to your agent. Oh, you're coming oh, back okay. for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, as of I mean. It's an excuse to stay in shape, an excuse to drink beers. So, yeah. Which is always why you're not. thing you need. It sounds like those things are a little bit cross-purposes. Stay in shape and drink beers. Drinking beers is another thing I have to work even harder so I can have the beers. So that's how that works. Uh, yeah. So that was that. I don't know. Was that interest? I'm sorry. That was probably I thought it was. That's five championships in seven years for the Millers. Five for the Millers. I was gone for the two, so five yes. in a row for me. Yes. Correct. Five state championships in a row. Pretty Do you guys actually have championship rings me? No, we don't. Should. Yeah, yeah, we should. Wouldn't that be fun if I showed up with... Just showed up just a handful of rings? I've won total, probably like 11, so it'd be like two on so a pinky. Like two on one. Bill Russell style. <laughs> yeah. yeah. the Bill Russell of Class A town Oh God! Can you imagine, like, if I walked in with that, and someone would be like, "Ooh, wow, that, oh, that guy must God. be really," and then they come over and have me explain, like, "What the fuck is wrong with this guy?" <laughs> yeah, these are cubic Yeah, nine bucks. Minnetonka Millers. 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 What? Never, never heard of it. Not ringing a bell. Okay. Um, I have no more adult sports questions. Let's see. I took my kid to college last week. Yeah, let's talk. Uh, yeah. Tell us the story. We all know. Let's transition to dad life. Yeah. Let's see. So, drove her to Bozeman, Montana last week. Um, it's a long drive. We watched the eclipse in the, at the uh, town pump. The name of the town gas pump. station was the Town Pump. Oh, and Dylan's uh, <laughs> D- Darlene um, in uh, Bozeman, Montana. A uh, trucker came up, said, "Hey, look at that! It's the eclipse!" And he did not have any teeth. It was that was the most Montana thing I think that I have experienced. Yeah, so we're just kind of standing there in the parking lot. Super mean, Montana. We were Billings was like in like the ninety. Third or ninety fourth percentile or whatever. Yeah, and it was still pretty bright. You had to be like in that. They weren't kidding about that path of totality. You had to be in there right. to actually see it, like get dark, because it was it was pretty. I don't know if you guys were anywhere. Were you guys here? I was, I was here. Work. It was cloudy. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, was, I looked at the glasses for four seconds. Yeah, it was. It was. I didn't have glasses. I tried to make one of those. You know those pinhole things. Yeah, yeah. But I made the most half-assed one of all time oh, man. where I took like an index card and held up another index card oh, that's and bad. tried to like 
turn my back on Simon. It didn't. I remembered people Thank doing you. that in the sixth grade the last time this happened. It didn't work then. It didn't work now. Yeah, it didn't get any better. But I've been waiting since 1994 to start. So. But yeah, so anyway, we did that on Monday, and then we got to Bozeman, uh, moved her into her dorm on Wednesday. What's your dorm called? Uh, North Hedges. North Hedges. There's a North and a South Hedges. Um, it's, uh, it was um, it's like on the eighth floor. Uh, the line for the elevator to bring her stuff up was like 20 families deep. So Mandy and I bit the bullet and carried all of her shit up eight flights of stairs at altitude. Oh wow! So yeah, we were just we were miserable. For a while. And she brought like I mean she worked uh, at a shoe store out at the mall, so she brought a lot of shoes with her. <laughs> so, yes, a lot Kindred of shoes. Spirits. So yeah, uh, it was. I just about passed out on the second trip up the stairs because it was. <clears throat> I think Bozeman is at forty eight hundred feet. It's not, it's not the Mile High City, but it, it's, it's roughly that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, Jesus, God, yeah, that was so that was brutal. But um, and then emotionally, obviously, the roller coaster. Uh, she, the exhaustion and the lack of oxygen and the tears all combined. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, we did that. Uh, we parted ways on Thursday afternoon, and there was crying and stuff like that. It was really weird driving back from Montana with just three of us. It was, you know, we brought Piper with us because we needed the emotional support. Yeah. So she's basically a rock, so that, which helps. <laughs> I bet that did help with time. It did. It, seriously, yeah. it, it didn't, you didn't feel empty. It I just can't it, imagine without one. you guys just stop the car like every hour and just hug your other daughter? Just, yeah. uh, it's, it, it, it sort of Just one like in the front and yeah. the other one you just switch. Just yeah. The uh, just we were much more, we picked up our dog from boarding on Saturday. If She was much more loved than I think she normally yeah. is. Yeah. Like, why, why, are all the, why are the old people hugging us instead of just the daughters? So it was, <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, it was, as expected, pretty difficult, but um, I'm glad she's doing it because, again, the one thing we told her to do was not stay in St. Cloud. Get out of town, go see something that's not there. So, and if it's Winona. If, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, I would have just said, no, just go to St. Cloud State. That's fine. Um, no offense to Winona. Our Winona listeners, I know. Oh, yeah, they're, we've they're got the, a lot. The, the, no, the, the Nonas, as we call Big them. Big in the Winona lacrosse metro area. Yeah, actually, lacrosse is an awesome town. I, I, I think lacrosse is actually... It's, what's up to our Nonis? What's yeah, up to our lacrosse? Lacrosse and lacrosse. Yeah, what's up, I, I, what's up everybody? My family in lacrosse, so I go there for Yeah, we call it... This is the Driftless area. You know that, right? Yes, I do. So... It's, yeah. a, it's, it's beautiful. It's surprising that it's in Minnesota. Yeah. It doesn't seem right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, so we made it through. Uh, Mandy stopped sniffling yesterday. Um, I am now, no longer in a weird funk, so we'll see how it goes from there. But, how often do you think you'll stay in touch? Um, we've texted every day. Sure. Um, done a couple of FaceTimes. That's the... That's the probably fa- the two the, things. That's an app. Oh, is that a home run? Or twins are playing. Twins are playing. Somebody hit a triple. Um, yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, so we've been in pretty constant contact. Um, we're going to go out there for Thanksgiving. Um, our in-laws live out in Washington State now, so we're all kind of like meet in the like. That's almost like meeting in the middle there. Um, so yeah, it's. Uh, it's weird. It is. I'm. I'll tell you. I'll know more how, about how I feel in a couple of weeks. I think. It's right. just. It's, it's right now. It's just so. It's so. It's new. It's. It's, it's a little weird having like texting and stuff. Because I mean, I'm not that old. But when I went to college, 
I, you know, I talked to my parents on the phone on mm-hmm. Sunday night, and I get emails from them sometimes. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they'd ask how Dave was doing. Yeah. yeah. And when you were in college, too, it was like <laughs> oh, Jesus. Horse-drawn carriages. Yeah, it takes a couple of weeks to figure out. I hope they didn't die of typhoid. Yep. Yeah. Uh, cross your fingers. Around. Maybe we'll see him at Christmas. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't show Maybe up. Maybe he'll die. You never know. It could be one or the other. No, it is true because I moved away and it was felt weird. And then you get there and you're like, oh, we could FaceTime with whoever I wanted to whenever I wanted to. It's not the same, but it kind of is close, you know? Yep. You forget that there's no barriers to a face-to-face thing anymore, which is very odd. I mean, it's probably something you're never going to get used to. Somebody wrote this article on the internet. I think it might have been Albert Bernico. Bernico. From the Deadspins? From the Deadspins. Mm -hmm. And he wrote about how the idea of you move someplace and now your neighbors and your buddies just is crazy. Super weird. Because you can keep in touch with everybody you ever met if you want. You don't have to be like, well, I'm part of the community now. Let's go knock on some doors and meet the neighbors. No, I can find people I like. The internet ruined the idea of neighbors and it also ruined the idea of like class reunions right like I don't need a tenure to catch up with the people I care about I am already talking to the people I care about I am staying in the perfect amount of contact of everybody from my high school that I want to stay in so yeah there's that too um yeah I'm already getting nervous about well, not nervous, but I can see how that's going to be hard, dropping your kid off at school. One thing that is challenging for us, as opposed to other generations, we probably talked about it a lot before, because I think about it all the time, is like trying to raise your kids right and trying to be involved with their life is not the challenge anymore. It's trying to not be too involved with their lives and care too goddamn much about these kids because it's going to make you crazy is the challenge. You have to brainwash yourself on a daily basis to be like, my kids are my kids. They're going to be who they're going to be. I don't have say over everything in their life. They're whatever because otherwise you're just going to get like as most parents are nowadays, like crazy obsessed with their kids and they can't they can't separate themselves from their kids' lives. And I people shit on those parents for helicopter parents, whatever you want to call them. But it is the natural way to be. Yeah. And it's really hard to not be that. It's really hard to like separate yourself from that. And I don't think as a generation or whatever, as parents, we have not figured out how to do that yet. Uh, obviously, right? The first generation that could call to their employer and be like, hey, can you get this person, hey, can you give this person a good review score on their whatever? They did that. And the first parents who had the wherewithal and the time to help with their kids' homework did their kids' homework. Like, we did that. Or not we, but, you know. Uh, so, I don't know. I don't know how parents are, that's the main challenge of us, like, uh, first world problems. That's our that's our challenge. Is your oldest going to kindergarten this year? Yeah, starts in two weeks. Is he excited? Ten, eight Are sleeps. you excited? Uh, yeah, well, he's been in a preschool that's uh, that is a school, so he's at a locker. He's at school lunch. He's in class starting. It's for him. It's just like, oh, I'm going to a different one, but half my friends will still be there. I don't really think it's going to be different, obviously. Right. But not a huge transition. And my other one, at the same day, is going to preschool for the first time. He's been with my mom, so uh, yeah, there'll be some some different things or whatever. But I don't know, man. If anybody figures out how to love and care for their kids and not be super attached to them 
I'd love to hear it. Yeah. I would love to. I would love to hear it. Yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing. There is in one generation. Yeah. So I, Stu, you're you're the you know into your kids' dad and obsessed with them, and just like the rest of us. A generation before you, or maybe two, was like the dads who were like, I I would never change a diaper. I couldn't mm-hmm. change a diaper if you have paid me to. I'm not going to watch the kids. I'm not going to be around. Uh, whatever. Like, this happens so fucking quickly. Right. And there's still this weird thing that happens. I don't know if your in-laws are like it. Mine aren't really, but... Um, of like... Uh, oh, uh, you know, I'll be with the, somebody, old people or whatever, and be like, oh, he's... Uh, Fits uh, shit himself. I'll change the diaper, mm-hmm. and you get some old people like, "Oh my god, Dad's changing the diaper!" Like, yeah, I changed fucking million diapers. They, yeah. that is unbelievably weird to those guys. Yeah, it's I've never. It doesn't make any sense. So, to them. Yeah, like what? And like the division oh, of labor never existed there. It's no. like you know, he went to his thankless office job. She stayed at her thankless home yeah. job. And that was that was yeah. it. That was it. And. My, the divorce uh, rate was about a thousand percent at that time. So. Yeah, either that or you just hate each other. Yeah. Uh, so Danielle's going out of town um, to. She's actually going to Australia for twelve days. That's really out of town. fucking brutal, right? Yeah. And this is this yeah, yeah way out of town. And this is the second week of their school, so this is a nightmare. Like it, I'm super happy that she's able to do this. It's for work, and they just do a vacation. Awesome. Love it. Support whatever. But I'm freaking out. Like, this is new routines. As, as you know, like, as you'll probably know soon, for young kids, routines are everything. If you don't have a routine, your life is fucking a nightmare. It, yeah. it is a nightmare. So anyway, I'm trying to get him into a new routine, and I'm talking to my mother-in-law, who I love. And uh, I was like, yeah, 12 days, you know. She's like, what sort of help you? And I was like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll call you. I'll let you know. There might be a couple days here and there. And she's like... Do you want me to take him for a week? Or and that was like her first thing of like, well, you couldn't possibly. And bless her heart, that's just the generation she's from. She's like, no, you. I'll just take a week off of work, and I'll come and get them from you, and I will take them for an entire week as the grandma <laughs> versus you, the dad. And it was not like her being nice. It was just sort of her being like, well, that's my duty as a woman. I just want to say right now, my wife is going on vacation in October. Yeah. Does your mother-in-law want to watch my daughter? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's great. She's really great. But it's just very funny from that old generation of like, no, dude, you're not possibly able to watch him. Yeah. You? <coughs> right? Yeah. You don't even have a uterus. What are you going to do? Yeah. You don't even smoke. How are you going to get through this? Oh, man. I don't know. So, how's Quinn doing? She, it's funny. Your daughter's going to college. Mm-hmm. Brandon's son's going to kindergarten, and my daughter's turning one within like two weeks of each other. Oh, really? Yeah. It's all nice. of these things happening at once. And like Clarence's seventeen kids are all doing all three of those Clarence, things. Yeah. You know, somehow all of them. One of them's going to kindergarten and college at the same yeah. time, which is it's hard to understand. Strange. Yeah. They do things different now. South River is different, but we all know that. Yeah, so. you get South River. That's weird, though. John, it's the most appropriate, inappropriate question in the world to ask, but are you thinking about a second kid? Well, I don't know. Here's the thing. (laughs) We've talked about this on the podcast before. Yeah. But what I said before still stands, which is I just, I can almost not imagine right now restarting the clock and being like, yep. Let's do this all again. Yeah. But, like, I was telling Stu this in the green room. He asked how my daughter was doing. Today, she just figured out how to play, 
like peekaboo by yourself, like put a dish towel in front of her face and like pull it down. And yeah. It's just moments like that. It's like I can see why people have 19 children because it's just so fun. And you know, then there's the time when she won't take a nap and yeah. won't go to sleep and her in the car. And it's like, <laughs> why would I have more children? I know all the streets of Roseville now. I've been yeah. everywhere in Roseville. So this, we were up at the cabin with my folks last weekend, and it was like she didn't want to take a nap, and so I drove all around the lake and mm-hmm. back and forth, and my wife was with me, and she's like sticking her cell phone back there to take pictures of her. No, she's not sleeping. Well, I don't know what she's going to do then. Later that night, she fell asleep sitting on her grandma instead of in the bed. Of course. Yeah. So no, she's out of her routine. Here's a question for you. You both have two kids. Yep. What was that point in which you were like, yep, let's do that again? How far apart are yours? Uh, four and a half years. Four and a half. Um, the point when we decided was when Mandy told me she was pregnant. So uh, <laughs> so that was when we decided that. Um, seriously, that's when we decided it. There was no no aforethought, no, no, inten- no intentionality there. Just, you know, yep. it happened and... Now we have Piper, and she's awesome. So, yep. We were the opposite. We—that's how we found out the first one. It was like, whoa. Oh. And then, uh, yeah. And then, uh, second one took a while. Super, super, unbelievably stressful. Way more than I ever thought it would be to like want to be pregnant and not be pregnant. God, nine months it took, and it was, yeah, that sucked. These um, are about three years. Apart. Ours are three years apart. We were hoping they'd be, yeah, two, two years apart, two and a half. Um, but I don't remember us. I just remember us always sort of once we were having the first to be like, well, we'll just have two because I don't know why. Well, I mean, because usually it goes with like what I grew up with is the natural thing. Right. And Danielle had three, so I think she sort of was, you know, first thinking about it, like, oh, I should, we should have three too. I had just I had my sister, but then a bunch of halves and steps and whatever else. So I just wanted to make sure it was like a uh, good family, you know. Um, but I don't know. It just feels like well, you have one, two. You're still man to man, and I just think like the world is made for four people. And generally speaking, most tables here at this restaurant are seated for four. Low top or high top? Uh, well, the best ones are bigger because that's where people are having fun. Right? Yeah. So it's like bigger groups are bigger tables and mm-hmm. it's way more fun. So that's why that has happened. Got it. At, uh, at Legends. Uh, but we're in the non-fun family section I in the low top and you're super happy. <laughs> My back is screaming. super bummed right now. That's because you're sitting around in your chair, Brandon. You're yep. leaning against the wall. That is possible. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Sports and... It's easy to get four tickets to a game. It seems like the most obvious way to do things and I just felt like... And there's another thing, too. A lot of people talk about, like, well, I'll give my kids someone to play with, you know, which is huge because I think once you, once they get to an age when they can start playing, you'll realize immediately, like, I love my kid. I'll do anything for kid, my kid. Uh, if I have to play uh, Legos with my kid for four more seconds, I'm going to blow my brains out. Right. And this is all <laughs> yeah. I care about is this kid. And I hate every second of what I'm doing right now. I'm on the floor, for one thing, so you're sore and you're annoyed. And they have these rules to, like, all right, well, I'm going to be uh, Batman, and you're going to be the horse. Yes. And, and you'll be like, okay, cool. <laughs> and they'll be like, no! 
horse doesn't talk. <laughs> and you're like, what? The f- okay, the f- all right. What's, uh, what's my motivation here, Fitz? And then it'll be like, oh, Batman's going to shoot you. And then it shoots you and you fall over. And you're like, no, 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 no. Horse can't be shot. It can't be. Sit up. And you're just like, immediately, even telling the story, I'm mm-hmm. so fucking miserable. Mm-hmm. This happens. And you're seriously like, I love my kid. All I want to do is make this kid happy. Nine seconds later, I will do anything to get out of this. I will do fucking anything to get out of this. Please, you call your wife in. Please help. There are times you horse. people you fucking can't be shot. yeah. It's the, just it's, the horse. And that's there's like, just so many rules. There's so many rules, and they don't explain any of them until you're in the middle of it. There are times, and this is uh, maybe just because Danielle and I are so busy as parents, and you know we both work and whatever else. Um, that our boys. This happens legitimately. Three, four times a week, all the time, they will want to play with us in like the old school parent way. They're like, we go downstairs and play toys. And I'll be like, can you guys just watch your iPads? <laughs> like, all parents talk about it's the opposite, right? Like, I want my kids to go out and play and whatever. Go all outside. they want to do is be on their games. I'm like, man, my fucking kids are opposite. All they want to do is play with me, and I am begging them, like, here, Take I'll turn the Nintendo game. on. Please, my God, just fucking and, play Nintendo. Do you want the Netflix I, password? Here's the Netflix begging password. begging you to watch Netflix right now. Just, I need, I need some space. But I just man, need some space. There's probably an aspect to that where some parents start playing with their kids and they're like, Fuck this! I'm getting another. We have to have another kid here. I can't do this. Right. It's making me miserable. Maybe that's just me. It's no, not. No. I've heard that from a number of people who are like, if you have an only child, you have to play with them all the time. Yeah. That's your life now. Yeah. If you have two, they'll play with each other, and you get a break. Yeah. And that said, I have a bunch of friends who are only children, and they're awesome people, and so you know. It's possible. They're all fucked up. You know that. Totally fucked up. Yeah, Just so weird. weird. My yeah. great fear, what I what I learned after marrying my wife, who has twins running in her family, is that Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, my God. That's the, the women's side of the family. Yep. So my fear is it suddenly will jump from one to three, and then I just can't imagine. <laughs> Happened to my friends. I can't. That's I can't, so strange. I cannot yeah, that would, be, that would definitely play into my thinking if I were you. That would be, that's a big commitment. Three is a lot. Yeah. That's, I, mean, I mean, that's if like... If we had twins next, Quinn would have to come live with one of yeah. them. Yeah, that's true. I don't know which one of you... Would be, I mean, one of you will be in the will. Yeah. You're taking care of... You're, you're the guardian, and we'll just activate that clause or whatever, and they'll go to your house. I mean, It'll be the horse. Quinn, Quinn do you yeah, don't even know good. how to talk. It's good, please. Please, God. I uh, have one of my best friends, and even though we are, like, super, super close friends, there's usually some amount of decorum between parents, at least when you're first talking about how it's going. Uh, yeah, pretty good, this now, whatever. But when they were in the heart of it, it was like, how's it going? And it was like, I don't think I've ever been this unhappy in my whole life. <laughs> yeah. uh, I am so unbelievably sad depressed yeah. and stressed out I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do I was like oh fuck oh my god that was the first thing it wasn't like we were deep into a yeah. conversation it was like you know what it was just how's it going that was your answer to how's it going you see that Amazon bought Whole Foods life, life is death death is life nothing but black and gray nothing but black and gray I see only darkness so you had twins Jesus yeah yeah, so he had so twins. That was he had a one. Yep, he had one uh, same age as Jones, and then we all basically had kids. We uh, my my crew of best friends. We all had kids almost exactly the same time, which is it's really awesome. It makes life so much better. Yeah. But anyway, they were the ones that like 
hey, we're pregnant. Oh, yeah, us too. And then he, you know, three weeks later, it's like, we have, we have three. So I'm like, you know, they were the ones. So they have three. Three boys. Man. Yeah. That's the wife, so uh, the wife let him. I think so. I don't know the full story, but let him pick baseball names for their kids. So the names are Frank and Reggie. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, great names. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, Frank Robinson or Frank Thomas? I think probably Robinson because I mean an Reggie school, is he's an old school. Yeah, he that really throws it in there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. It's always. It's always a challenge. <laughs> it's always a challenge. It's a good definition. Of yeah. It's always a challenge. But I think you make it do no matter what. Uh, I'm good. Um, did you get another one? No, I said I'm good. Oh, okay. Good. I try to just. Not, I try to stay in parody. I'm a parody guy with beers. Yeah. No. If you were gonna get one, I was gonna get one. That's. It's an important thing for me to. The beer no, parody guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's important. Uh, all right, well, Stu, you got any more dad advice for us now that you've successfully gotten one out of the nest? No, I don't. <laughs> I've gotten. I just. No, I'm tapped out. No, I'm. Yeah, I got. Give me a couple of weeks. I'll tell you any other things I know. But yeah, how I'm, similar are your daughters personality-wise? Uh, similar-ish. Yeah. Yeah, Silly was more of a jock. Piper's more of a nerd. In what, uh, the good ways. So. Um, what I'm curious about is if you think back to when they were, you know, six years old or whatever, how much of that personality, were they jock and nerd immediately or did they kind of evolve? I'm wondering if like, if I'm thinking about my kids, my five-year-old, how much of his personality is like, he is who he is versus like they, they kind of transitioned throughout the growing up. Uh, they were pretty set by then. Yeah? Yeah. I, yeah, I think a lot. I mean, there's obviously environment and all. We encouraged all of that stuff that they wanted to do. But you got a quiet, bookish kid. They're just going to be probably a quiet, bookish kid. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And if huh. you've got, like, a little more outgoing, life of the party, you know, type of person, they're going to be that way. That's just, I think, you know, unless you, like, you know, go hardcore to beat it out of them and... <laughs> not not in you know that that not in the physical sense of the word, but right. um, yeah, it's uh, they were pretty much who they were, you know, fairly young. Huh. That's fascinating. I think that it, and the, me. no, I mean not at not at the age of one. No, not at the age of one. But like you know, and they were like you know first second grade. It's like oh that's and I think now that's yeah that's about right. That's they're pretty much where they were. That's how they are now. And, it's going to be one of my favorite with variations. It's just yeah. watching that transition of life. I think that's yeah. why you have kids. Like, man, that's part of it. I can't wait to see how this turns out. Yeah. Well, yeah, they do say that a lot of it is like, uh, thank you. A lot of it is like you get to relive life mm-hmm. just True. through. Uh, now you're just an advisor versus the person doing it, right? You're just Except that was never a little girl, so I have no idea how this goes. Yeah, I guess that's true. But you're, I mean, you're not like, you know, like an overly masculine, only dude interest type guy. Well, I don't know. Because I always sports. play like... Sports. Yeah, I play like soccer. Right? 
I, I roll the ball into her knee and then congratulate her for kicking it. Yeah. Because she's won. Yeah. That's she, she really isn't old enough to have developed any sort of preferences for, like, oh, I really want to play something that involves pretending relationships versus kicking a soccer ball. Well, that was one thing, though, that when I was thinking, you know, when we were having kids or whatever, like, maybe having a girl, was like, well, there's a bunch of interests that I have that are not, like, gender specific sort of interest and you seem sort of similar like it's it's not unreasonable unreasonable for her to be like I love soccer and I love writing or whatever like stuff that you are into it's not like you're like I'm only into like professional wrestling yeah, only like and <laughs> fucking car repair or whatever that's like mostly <laughs> those dudes, are the two things you know? I'm the most into yeah so but like that's those, I also like soccer yeah right so but there's like so you right. never know I totally, the more obvious thing is that you're, the same gender is going to be closer, and they are going to be for some certain ways, but like for interests, and for whatever, I think like that sort of mentality might still be true for some people, but for the most part, like, well, I mean, you're, you know, you understand obviously yeah. having daughters, oh, yeah. like, oh, yeah. I have a million things in common with them, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool, and I don't think that was like that, you know? You never know. Well, you I never know. To, what if she takes over your soccer column in the strip? Oh, man, that would be awesome. That would yeah, be cool. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for episode 1900 of the sport to find out what happens. When, when she tries to, like, reclaim Glenn Mason's legacy. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt her mind. Never again. Never again. We're out of the family. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you darken my door again. Uh, well, this is probably a good time in the podcast where we say that we're trying a new microphone system and none of this may have worked. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. So, just we're using the We're using, yeah, the TV show mics. Uh, they're like Pandora lapels. Uh, we all look like Derusha. But here's the thing. I feel or Matt Brickman. So. I feel way better sitting here in the bar. Yeah. I'm leaning back in my chair instead of leaning forward into a mic. Mm-hmm. Nobody has come up to us and been like, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah, there's no creepy looks. No one has asked if, if we're Gleeman. Are so. you Aaron Gleeman? Yeah. Any you of you Aaron Gleeman? Yes. Yeah. I don't like your uh, stats, and I'm <laughs> vaguely anti-Semitic, so... Uh, <laughs> bonus fix. <there>. Where's bonus? <laughs> Which one of you two is bonus? I to talk to you. Uh, that hasn't happened, so I no. feel way better. Yeah, well, hopefully this... I don't care if it's recorded or not. I've enjoyed this way more. Well, this is truly the exact same thing we would have been doing without recording. Yeah. yeah. Having beers and talking about baseball sports and, and sports life. and dad life. Talking yeah. about being a dad. So that yep. works. All right, so, well, maybe, maybe we'll have posted this. Yep. And if we did, I'd like to say thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Sounds good. Goodbye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.